There's one. Set for stun. Three guys sitting in a dark room that smells like bad cucumbers. Don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. Inconceivable! Now featuring 11. 11 listeners. This is And welcome to another edition of 50 Days of Dragon Con, the podcast that uh, only sort of counts to 50. And joining me, not tonight, uh, is not Lee. Uh, She is still out sick. If you listened to our last uh, one, you'll know that. Um, hopefully she's getting better. Well, at least at last I heard she's getting better. She said she was 70% human. Um, like I said before, we agreed that she was at least 50% human nor under normal conditions. So, uh, that's good. But I do have a special guest joining us as we like to always do, um, taking time out of podcasting, moderating panels, starring in documentaries, rescuing kittens stuck in trees. It's Kevin Batchelder from Dragon Con Newbies. How you doing? Excellent, John. What an intro. Thank you very much. Hey, hey no welcome. You are a busy, a busy, busy person. Um, you've you've got how many how many podcasts do you do either regularly or semi regularly? Like regularly. Oh, wow. How do you say that? Uh, I, I have I have so many that I enjoy doing, have so much fun covering genre TV and movies. Right. I don't know. I've got a small handful, three or four usually going at the same time and rotating through different topics and right. And then you have of them here and there. Others you appear on and whatnot. Yeah, it's you. You you keep yourself busy. Um, and for those of you that haven't uh, heard of Kevin before, um, he's been on our podcast pretty much know, at least the last at least the last five years, but probably ten or closer. I'm not sure exactly how long, but it's been. A, uh, it comes in every year, and we talk mostly Dragon Con newbies. Yes. And, yeah. Yeah. But before we get into that. Let me ask you, how was your Dragon Con 2022? How did that go? Oh, it went great. Had a great time. Uh, as always, I, you know, myself, I've been going to con since 2005. Mm-hmm. Um, just after year number one, I knew I loved it, knew I wanted to come back and, you know, each year back to have more fun and get involved being on panels and moderating panels and just seeing folks, you know, only get to see you once a year, but the joy of being a part of having fun at con and helping to bring you know, fun and entertainment to folks is just such a rush, you know, every year. Yeah. Yeah. Um, did you, uh, did you get to moderate any panel? Well, you, you did. I know that for a fact, but uh, what panels did you get to moderate last year? Oh, um, let's see. Uh, I get to have a lot of fun. The thing I love is, uh, for the last couple of years, I've been a, a official volunteer. I'm actually the assistant track director on the urban fantasy track. Awesome. Um, and I get to, you know, have a lot of fun moderating fan panels, different uh, discussion topics, you know, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, Warrior Nun, Winona Earp, um, all kinds of shows there. And also it's been great the last few years being involved as one of the moderators for some of the guest panels as well. Um, mm-hmm. Got to do a fun one, I know, last year with uh, a couple of the folks from Arrow, um, Colton Haynes and uh, David Ramsey. They mm-hmm. were a lot of fun doing panels there and and doing them for other cast members and other shows. It's just always a blast to get to meet some of these folks and, you know, such a rush, get up in front of a room with uh, hundreds or thousands of fans and get to talk about the shows we love. 
And you, you also moderated other uh, conventions as well. But, of course, DragonCon is number one on your list. So, regardless. I'm, I'm speaking for you. It you don't have to speak anybody. out loud. <laughs> and even anybody else is listening for it. <laughs> well, it's been, I mean, DragonCon was my first, yeah. you know, in terms of getting to be on a fan panel and mm-hmm. then moderate a fan panel and then eventually ones with guests. It's grown so naturally because it's just so much fun to to be involved in that and get to do it. So yeah, it's led to opportunities to do moderating at other conventions too, but man, there's nothing like being able to talk about uh, dragon con and the rush of having all the people there and just going from almost dusk till dawn mm-hmm. and beyond, you know, doing the panels and watching all of the fun stuff that happens. It's, it's so good. And every year, as John mentioned, um, with the dragon con newbies group, we get to see so many new folks to con and try to offer some advice and insights to them. So you get to see the con fresh every year that way. Yeah. Well, let's, let's get into it. First of all, how did the newbie group get started? And well, well, well back one more step. What is the newbie group? <laughs> that would probably be the first thing to ask. What does that mean? Sure. Well, and, and that's where, you know, a, a quick history lesson for those who might not have heard makes a lot of sense is, uh, as we talked about, I do a lot of podcasts and have for many, many years, going back to right around the time I started DragonCon, like I'm podcasting since 2005 as well. Mm-hmm. And I've always been talking up the con on the podcast, and I'd, I'd get listeners or friends asking me, hey, you know, I'm thinking of going, what's it like? I got some questions. And, you know, after a couple of years of doing that one-on-one, I'm like, you know, it's folks are asking similar questions, and there's a lot of them asking, I got to make this easier. So I'm like, I'm going to create a Facebook group. And then I can throw my friends in there and then that way they can all ask each other questions. And when I answer one, you know, I only have to answer it once. <laughs> mm-hmm. And uh, that just started back in 2011. And then, you know, some friends started telling other friends. And uh, as is natural with DragonCon, as folks, if you don't know, the community is so awesome that it just started growing and folks started recommending it. Mm-hmm. Um, it also happened that in 2012, um, uh, Kim McGebany, a volunteer for a long time, started doing walking tours just on her own, just made up in a lobby to do it. And for the first couple of years, did them by herself. And we were getting the newbie group and Facebook growing. And then the con reached out and said, hey, you folks are doing some good stuff. How about if we gave you room space to do it? Mm-hmm. Shazam. You know, as of 2014, our walking tours and our Q&A panels started showing up on the official schedule. So we went from, you know, a handful, 30, 40 people to hundreds of people showing up to do it. And Sue Kissenweather and Michael Faulkner, uh, you know, the four of us kind of lead what we're doing there. And it's just been a blast year after year. Yeah. So next year, that would make it the uh, 10 year anniversary for DragonCon official for being DragonCon official, if you will. Official, yeah, official and unofficial. I mean, yeah. we're not an official part right. of the con, but I think we're a great example of where the con is awesome because the mm-hmm. con embraces folks who are doing things to help them. But yeah, it'll be ten years on the on the schedule, yeah. Yeah. yeah, as of next year. Yeah. So, but I mean, that's it's great. I mean, the the newbie group just keeps growing. Um, I think we're up oh, close to seven thousand members. Now, how many of those do point? you think are actually categorized as newbie the newbies these days, though? <laughs> well, see, and that's the fun part. I mean. The activity in the group, certainly mm-hmm. once you get into summertime, because the group is used year round, right. is the folks who are coming for that first time or maybe the second time. But it's the folks who come that first or second time that have fun and remember how much they wanted to learn and how much it can be a bit overwhelming that they stay in the group. Mm-hmm. I mean, the group is is uh, self, uh, almost self-run. I mean, we've got some very helpful moderators and, you know, Kim, Sue and Michael and myself, but it's folks answering questions for each other. You know, Hey, I'm thinking about staying at this hotel or 
I don't know what it's like to get an autograph or a professional photo op. What's that like? You know, what's the, what's it like uh, at your convention center? You know, can I bring in food? Um, you know, how is that handled? You know, so it's great because it's the community that do most of the work answering the stuff. And, and those of us that have been many years just are there to kind of help maybe offer an insight or two, but, uh, it's just wonderful watching the, the folks who are uh, newbies or newish still be there years later answering questions. I mean, when we do the tours, since we're not an official part of the con, mm -hmm. you know, they'll probably be in the neighborhood of 30, 40 folks who are going to volunteer to help us be either tour guides or what we call wranglers. Mm -hmm. You know, the person who goes out with the tour group uh, to help kind of in the back, make sure everybody stays on track. But they don't get any credit. It's not like they're a volunteer getting credit hours. They do it just to help out the community. Mm -hmm. And, they, you know, we couldn't do what we do without all of them getting involved, you know, and Sue and Kim kind of focus on organizing the, what the actual tour is like and keeping folks on track to do it. Michael and I tend to hang back in the room uh, on tour day. And we've got like a four hour time block there on Thursday afternoon. So we're there in the room answering questions, offering advice as folks come in, get lined up to go on a tour. And so it's constantly changing. The folks who are in that room during the tour time, you know, we might have hundreds of folks there when we first start the time block and then at some points there'll be only three or four there. And then all of a sudden a whole bunch more show up and, you know, folks are going out on tours, you know, probably every five to 10 minutes throughout that whole afternoon. That's uh that's cool. And so, yeah, you mentioned the, the time briefly. And of course uh, time is relative when it comes to dragon con. Uh, so all times are, you know, they don't happen until it's actually happened. And even then you could go back in time and it not happen <laughs> then, but it's, it's Thursday, uh, Thursday. When, when abouts does it typically start? Yeah. The, if you, you know, check your, uh, your official app there, folks, hopefully you've got the dragon con app and, and go looking and do any search on newbie. You should bring up our stuff, but our newbie walking tours mm -hmm. are done Thursday afternoon, uh, between uh, noon and four noon and four. Okay. Um, you know, we get requests to do them later on right. Thursday, naturally. We get requests for doing them Friday. But as many folks know, if you've been to con, things get so crowded yeah. so fast. It's really hard to try to do them after that time. So if you're going to be there early enough on Thursday, that's, you know, come on by. and and Because uh, the tour itself will maybe run about 30 minutes. Um, we don't cover everything. We can't. But, I mean, we'll give you a, try to give you a good perspective on, you know, get your bearings with all the hotels and stuff like that. And then we also do... Uh, two Q&A sessions, kind of like panels, if you will, usually Thursday evening at 5.30, uh, long after the okay. tours end. And then uh, first thing Friday morning, the 10 a.m. time slot we usually do will be on the schedule there. And folks, just come by. It's not like we have a presentation. I mean, we all have topics we might bring up, but we're there to answer the questions. Some folks come and stay for the whole hour. Some come in just to answer, or excuse me, ask a question or two. Hey, we don't care. We're all part of the community. We want to see you get what you want to get out of the con. Yeah, and so if you're if you're new to DragonCon, obviously I'll, I'll pitch. There's this podcast called Fifty Days DragonCon that helps <laughs> tell you about content. Which we, hi we highly recommend in the group, by the way. <laughs> that tells you about <laughs> uh, content at the con, but it does not really. There's nothing really beating the um, uh, a being there in person and and being and then realizing all the questions that you have, and and be getting all the experience from you know because. Frankly, you know, here we'll talk, we'll obviously talk about newbies. And I'm going to ask you, you know, like, so you can prep, uh, what is the most common question you get asked? But, uh, in those things can be answered here, but the reality is, is that you don't know until you're there really the, the, what you've gotten yourself into. 
and I make it sound daunting, but it isn't. In the best way possible. Yeah, yeah. it isn't. And you, and you are correct. Friday, I mean, I can't imagine trying to, to do it, um, uh, do a walking tour on Friday at, at uh, you know, even, um, even uh, you know, what do you call it? Uh, say even 1 o'clock on a Friday, that would be just ridiculous. Yeah. Even 10 a.m. on a Friday would be sort of ridiculous, right? So um, you, you'll lose most of the people into the, they'll just be consumed by the horde. Um, but, uh, yeah, yeah. Or, I mean, the best, maybe the next best time to do a walking tour would be Sunday morning. Uh, cause that's when everyone is, is gone. <laughs> but of course at that point, what's the point? Yeah, so. You're probably too tired and many of you are not going to want to walk that far anyway. You know, exactly. Um, so, so as I alluded to, I gave you plenty of time. I vamped for plenty of time for you to get this question. What is the most <laughs> common question the newbie groups get newbie group gets? Well, there, there are a handful that tend to always come around. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I don't know if we have or if I would say there is the number one request. I mean, certainly one of the most popular ones we'll get, especially from folks who haven't come to Dragon Con before and maybe are used to a, a smaller local con or something of that nature is, uh, yeah, I'm coming to the con for the first time this year. Can you tell me the, like, three or four can't-miss events? <laughs> I have to go to them. <laughs> And we all get a big smile because for those who don't know, there are thousands of events and my choices for my top five might be radically different than John's. Oh, there certainly are. Yeah. Or different than, you know, even the four of us who tend to run the group or the, or the tour guides because they'll hear it too out on the thing too. So it's, it's a little bit of that scope of, yeah. I mean, when you've got 35 or so programming tracks and you look down at your schedule and you've got a choice between 20, 25 different things happening at the same time. Mm-hmm. It just comes down to what you love. I mean, stuff that I say can't miss for me. Other folks would be like, yeah, I don't even want to do that or whatever. So that's why we keep telling folks this is, you know, they talk about all the fun with choose your own adventure or whatever it might be, books or content. But that's what the con is. I mean, you get to program and do it your way, man. You, you love Star Wars and just want to stay doing Star Wars all weekend. Go for it. You want to sample different tracks all day long. You can do that, as you know. You want to do the parties at night? Go for it. I mean, it's pick and choose. Find what works for you. See how much energy you've got, you know, come the end of the weekend. You know, it's what we'll often talk about, too, is the nature of the con being the five hotels and being downtown Atlanta when it's, you know, 90 degrees, 110% humidity. You know, maybe Friday you want to do a lot of walking. You want to go around Mm -hmm. and see a lot of things. By Sunday afternoon, there's a lot of folks, I don't want to leave this hotel with the air conditioning. So, you know, hey, what's happening here? Here where I am today, you know, and that's one of the great things. You can do that, you know, look up location-based events and do it that way too. Mm-hmm. Now, I would say, by the way, my top three things not to miss when you're at con are sleeping, eating, and bathing. <laughs> Make sure you oh. do not skip those three things. So th- so now we're going to bring in the either four, six, or eight, two, one rule. Yeah, I'm not going to uh, bother with what the what any of those numbers should be. <laughs> But at least exactly at least one of those things should happen <laughs> at least across the four days that you're there, four or five days that you're there. And um, we will talk about this a lot in every in every twenty four hour period, because hey, the con runs for almost twenty four hours a day when it's going. We say you should get, again, based on your age, maybe uh, eight, six or four hours of sleep, eat two real meals. We're not talking snacks or pop darts, mm-hmm. we're talking real meals, mm-hmm. and have at least one shower, a true Stand in the shower, shower, not a wipe down with a face cloth or Axe body spray or any of that stuff. And, and you know, there's obviously the the jokes about smelly geeks and whatever. But the the reality is you, your body also, you kind of, you've been around a lot of 
stuff. If anything, the last several years have taught us, you know, hygiene is sometimes important. So, Uh Uh so, you know, and you'll make it, you know, you'll get more out of the con too. I mean, you know, the food side of it too is critical. I mean, and and it's only because folks sometimes forget that the events, you know, you look at the program, they're starting, you know, kind of officially off into 10 a.m. And man, they're running till midnight and you only have 30 minute blocks in between. There is not a lunch break. There is not a dinner break. You're going to be so excited like you if you're like most of us. You want to hit every event, but if you don't plan some time to eat, man, you're just going to poof, yeah. you know, we, we can, we can see it in the newbie eyes. We can see the glossed over looks mm-hmm. <laughs> if you haven't gotten yourself some rest and some, some nourishment to, to make sure you're taking good care of yourself. As part of the, the walking tour, do you guys run past like the, the, um, uh, food court and whatnot to point out where all those things are? Yeah, we try to point out where the where the where the food cart excuse me food courts are, yeah. and and as we know, the, a lot of the hotels now have got small little food cart things yeah. along with local area restaurants. So yeah, we do try to give folks an idea, and as you know, many folks that's all they're looking for is the quicker food that you might get, mm-hmm. you know, in the food court areas, or you know, know where they can go for a sit down meal, which you certainly want to try to do at some point. And it's downtown Atlanta, so obviously restaurants are in the hotels, but if you want to step out and go to something a little closer, you got some good options there to be able to do that. So folks will make recommendations on what they recommend based on the kind of food you like, too, because there's lots of options, too. Right, and and uh, a lot of the restaurants, not all of them, but a lot of the restaurants in the area will um, institute sort of a Dragon Con menu just because – so it will be pared down. So if you uh, – in a lot of situations. So if you're thinking that, you know, oh, I'm going to go to Olive Garden, I don't know where these Olive Garden down there and get, you know, the regular, uh, get a regular menu, probably not because of the, just because of the number of people that are flooding in, they got to, they pare down their menus a lot. Not all, but, but many of the restaurants do that. So be, be prepared for that. And I will point out too, the, the nice thing about the food court is, um, at least my experience has been thus far, the prices aren't modified for the number of people that are coming in um, uh, there. So they're typically, if you uh, go to Dairy Queen, it's still the same. If you were to go to Dairy Queen today, it's going to be the same price as it is on con, at least what I've experienced thus far. So, yeah. um, I mean, yeah. so. Uh, yeah. No, it, it tends to work good. And they, like you said, John, they, and, and it's fun sometimes too, when you go to some of those, places in the food court because you could tell the employees who've worked at dragon con before and the ones who haven't because i mean again you oh the dairy queen volume folks, of people I, I think the dairy queen <laughs> folks are are definitely vets because they've uh, i think i've seen the same people every year because I'll, I'll inevitably get myself a um uh hot fudge sunday at some point um and uh I, I think it's the same people that have been there every single year for at least the last well i can't remember uh, pre-covid so yeah, I mean, um, mm-hmm. they 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 know what they're doing. But then, yeah, you have new, maybe a new uh, restaurant that's opened up or new uh, um, venue that's uh, that's opened up in in the uh, food court, and they have no idea what's coming. I think we we in <laughs> fact we were just talking about this. Was it the um, the new hotel that opened across from Hyatt? Um, it's it's been there now for like three years, I think. But but the first year they did not adjust their prices for dragon con time. And, mm-hmm. you know, of course everyone got there. Then they're like, wow, we just sort of left money on the table here. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And sorted that out the next year, the very next year. So, um, you know, it is, it is cost doing it, but by the way, you know, we've, we've, I, 
talked, mentioned this with uh, Regina and those folks. And I think I just talked, um, oh, I forget which team, what, what, who I was talking to before, but $175 is the current uh, full weekend pass, right? You think about that, it oh, winds the, up being about yeah, 30 yeah. some odd dollars and change per day, maybe $40 per day, whatever, depending upon when you start counting the days. Mm-hmm. Um, that's, that's not expensive from, uh, from a convention standpoint. That's not expensive. Nope. It's, it's a, a good bargain. And, yeah. um, yeah. Especially so. for what you get and all the options you get to be able to do it too. This, you know, mm-hmm. like I said, you get so many different choices of the entertainment you get to have. It's, it's a great way to do it. I mean, we also talked certainly in the Dewey's group about the importance of that, uh, membership, AKA the badge and how mm-hmm. important it is to, to take good care of it, you know, cause you lose it. You got to buy yourself another one. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll talk a lot about the importance of having a good uh, lanyard, a good clamp on it, take good care of that. It's not something you're going to want to take a chance on losing, how important that is. Yeah. Um, you can, you can, by the way, buy lanyards also at the Dragon Con store, but it's, it's usually, can you buy them at the, can you buy them at badge pickup? I don't think you can. Probably not. Cause um, they've, they've streamlined that all the way. Yeah. Down I to, can't, yeah, I can't speak to that. I haven't had the need to go to badge pick up myself being a volunteer the last mm-hmm. few years. So I'm not sure, but, but it just, it's important to take care of it and, and, you know, all that goes there too. And, and one of the other important things too, we'll also want to stress for folks who are new to the con is, um, as you folks well know, it's put on by an army of volunteers. Mm-hmm. I mean, all, almost everyone you're going to see that's helping out running a track, being on a panel, security, whatever it might be at the con, these folks are volunteers. They're all doing it just because of the love of what the con is, you know, so keep that in mind, you know, a thank you, a, a smile to someone who's doing what they can. So you get the most out of the con, realize that, you know, you can also be a part of that to try to help make it run as it does. That's why we all, oh, I shouldn't say we all, but a lot of us love the convention and come back every year. It's the family that it turns into. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it, it makes it feel like it's the con for us. You know, any, any topic you can reach out to the track directors with suggestions for ideas, panels and events to do. I mean, some of the best stuff I've seen over the years has come from suggestions. You know, it's not written in stone. We're not only, promoting the newest greatest thing it's everything that we love being uh geeks and so forth yeah i mean you you're uh, the newbies is a a good example of that where it just grew up organically we're we just talked to the swag and seek folks um the other day and that's another thing that just grew up organically out of out of um just fan interest or fan fan in that case fans trying to do well the same basically essentially the same thing that the newbies are doing um in your case, you're trying to help other fans and in their case, they, they're, you know, bringing random acts of joy or whatever to, to, um, uh, folks without any, you know, regard for what, what they get in return type thing. So it's Mm -hmm. a, it's, it's really, really cool. Um, so how, so you mentioned it takes about 30, 30 minutes. What is the normal path that you guys follow for on the, um, uh, walking tour or, or is there one? Well, uh, the interesting thing is that, um, you know, over the, as the con evolves, the room that we start from can change and will <laughs> that's, change. That's true. Yeah. Uh, so we, each year, if necessary, you know, when there are changes, we have to adjust that. So the idea is to to go from wherever we're starting and, and give folks that directional idea of, you know, the, the Hyatt, the Hilton, the Marriott, learn kind of the order of where they are, you know, point out 
the Westin, now the new, the Cortland Grand instead of the Sheraton and things like that. Um, directionally, let them know where they are and, and, you know, go outside a bit and point and then walk through some of the levels to let folks know the idea that uh, it's not just a one floor convention. You know, there are multiple mm-hmm. floors where events are going. So you need to realize there's going to be a good amount of walking. That's also one of the big shockers. You know, um, many of the folks that do similar con like I do will go to multiple tracks and over the course of the days, I mean, you're, you're going to be logging 20, 30 miles of walking if you do something like that. So you've mm-hmm. got to be a little bit prepared for that, you know, comfortable shoes, hydrate, 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 you know, comfortable as we say, clothing. plan that in yeah. comfortable clothing to be able to do it. So, you know, that's a little awareness. Some folks might not see to, to make sure that they, you know, have a chance coming in to be aware of that. So they don't burn, again, burn themselves out too quickly. Now, do you get all the way over to the, um, vendor space or just sort of point that it's down that direction we kind of point that it's down that direction again the yes. time it's going to take to head out that way and then hold head all the way back yeah again you know that that's where the 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 walking tours are helpful in the sense too um to make folks realize right off the bat oh i am really going to be doing a good amount of walking and when you're pointing mm-hmm. out some things and directions uh it's helpful for folks to then be staging themselves going forward to be to be ready to do it yeah. Is there, is there one, uh, piece of advice that you've, uh, that you've gotten or you've received, you, you've given either, um, either gotten or received that, that you went, well, you know what, at the end of the day, that turned out not to be the best piece of advice that I've, I've given or I've, I've ever gotten. Oh, that, that's, that's interesting. I have, you know, it, I haven't thought about all- bad advice ever, right? Yeah, no, I mean, because it, it it's just a case, too, of, of um, realizing, knowing your own limitations. Because, right. again, some of the folks get so excited to say, I'm going to do it all. Or I'm going to do the party at night till 1 or 2 in the morning, and then I'm popping up at 8 a.m. to go meet my friends for breakfast or whatever. Know yourself. Some folks can do that. Right. Some folks cannot. And then you've put this money and time into this convention and you can't do all the stuff you want to do because you're burning yourself out. So just when you're getting advice what to do or how much to do, you know, do a little bit of a reality check with the person who's giving that advice to see if if they share some common interests or have the same type personality to want to do a lot of that. Because um, there's some great advice shared, you know, in the group all year long or even at the con. Um, and that's the great thing, the community. I mean, I remember my first year. I can still remember exactly where I was on the Hyatt when I had a very nice <clears throat> couple come up and say, you look like you need some help. And I was like, I'm totally lost. I have no idea where I'm going. And they pointed out some directions, which hotel. And I just remember that, that family feel, that community aspect to it. Um, so, you know, that, that's the only thing is you're starting to get advice from folks. Not that the advice is bad, but is it for you? You know, maybe get an idea of uh, the kind of stuff you like, be it topic based, or again, are you a morning person, evening person, a party person, do you want to see a lot of celebs? Are you more for the fan discussions? Of, you know, things like that might gear towards what's going to be best for you. Yeah, and, and, and you're right because everybody goes to the convention for different reasons. Now, if you're mm-hmm. going to see a specific guest, maybe a specific guest would be fine. But if you're going to see the entire guest list, um, <laughs> you might want to check your expectations a little bit. Um but uh, 
but yeah, every everyone's convention experience is different. Like I've I've said over the over and over and over the years, I have never attended because of the guest list. Um, it was always just to go hang out with my friends and see new stuff, and you know, people watch and and you know uh, things like that. It, it's not really for me. For my my convention experience is way different than than uh, others, and, and you know, and, and it, like yours is going to be different because you've got you've got you know assistant uh, track director duties, or um, you've got other things that you have to do um, in your experience at DragonCon, and you know that advice. Or you know, the last time that I I went as as just attending. Without, well, I can't even remember the last time I went. Well, it had to be over 15 years ago, but uh, without this podcast. But um, the, but prior to that, I, I can't even remember what that experience was like. And if I was to, even if I could, and I, I could give you advice from that, it is completely different this year, right? It's, and it's completely, it, mm-hmm. even if I went, you know, uh, giving advice from based upon last year is going to be different than what it is, you know, this year. Um, every year is, is unique at, at Dragon Con. So that's, that's a good point. So I, I imagine the newbies deal a lot in generalities, right? So you, you have to be, um, these are the things that we know for sure happen in, in how to, how to, you know, prepare yourself for those things. But it's a interesting thing. Do you ever get any questions about Dragon Con after dark? <laughs> and what that is, what that means. Are they throwing this term Well, around? you will. You will get, I mean, we'll, we'll get some folks, parents who, who bring children to the mm-hmm. con and might ask some things. Um, and, and, you know, the reality is that it, it's really not, certainly in the public spaces, you know, as, mm-hmm. um, what's the word, maybe as crazy as some folks might try to tell you. I mean, it's, yeah, it's, it's a not, case of it's realizing. It's nowhere near as bad as it. It's just more a fun story there that, you know, the, the con does a great job of keeping things there, appropriate. There, there were a couple of years, there were a couple of times years ago. I mean, we're talking back three hotel time uh, before it expanded out to, to even two more hotels um, that that was it was more obvious that it had hit the witching hour. Um, it hasn't been my experience the last 10 years or so that it's really gotten that bad. I'm sure there's, there's, um, and when I say bad, I don't mean it, that it's bad. I mean, just from a parenting standpoint of, you know, things happening in, in the public eye that maybe you don't want, you know, a kid of a certain age to, to see, um, it hasn't been, you know, I haven't seen any of any of that, any really truly risque, uh, costumes that I had seen maybe earlier, um, in the early two thousands, as opposed to, you know, now, um, yeah. it's gotten, we yeah. And you're right. Folks. I think, I think everyone, everyone's being respectful and everyone's in, in, there are certainly topics that are being covered late at night. Um, but that again, they're purposely put there late at night. And I believe, uh, dragon con, uh, make sure that they, they comment those things with the appropriate warnings. So yeah, for anything that's adult themed or whatever, it's marked clearly in the guide and it doesn't happen until much later at night. So yeah, the, the con does a great job at, keeping that in mind um, and making sure that folks, you know, are safe and and happy and having a good time and being respectful of others. That's another thing that, you know, once you've got a situation where there are going to be some folks partaking of the alcohol uh, and so forth, but you know, the community itself is keeping an eye on each other too. And that's a great thing that comes into play as well. Now, what is it, what's your advice if someone does get 
uh, lost or confused or needs help, what do you, where do you uh, suggest they, what do you suggest they do? Well, a couple of the key things that'll come into play. I mean, that there are information booths in each of the hotels, um, normally readily available for folks there. Also, as we talked earlier, knowing that there's, you know, a couple thousand volunteers, the volunteers have a specific colored lanyard mm-hmm. uh, that each year might be a little different that will point out that year what they are. And those folks are great. You see someone wearing a volunteer badge or lanyard, they can be a great turn point to say, I, I need a little help on something. And and they hopefully those folks are knowledgeable enough to point you in the direction of where you might find some some helpful folks. Um, the the staffs at the hotels, let's face it, those folks are very experienced too. Uh, and then they have a presence um, all throughout the spaces to be able to have someone that answer a question. And again, you'll also find many of just the average con goers who can detect the looks on the faces of folks who are a little lost or whatever, and can offer some advice uh, as well. So that's why I say it's that community nature, that family nature that has always, you know, stuck out big time for me at con. Um, I feel at the moment I walk into that hotel, whichever one it might be on that given day that, uh, you know, you feel right at home and being able to, uh, trust the folks around you. I mean, it's still, you're still in a downtown major city. You still need to be smart, mm-hmm. especially when you're going outside, um, you know, have it travel with a buddy or whatever, you know, things like that to be well aware of what's going on, just like right. you would anywhere else in the world. But, you know, for the most part, the con spaces are, are places you're going to find very comfortable. Do you, uh, how, how was I going to phrase this? Okay. Out of the number of newbies that you get is, what would you say the percentages of people that Dragon Con is full stop their first convention ever? Or do you do you see that most of the people <laughs> are, you know, have gone to other conventions, you know, maybe a smaller hotel convention or, or maybe even just a, a, a conference uh, center sort of a based convention? Uh, how many, what percentage would you say that Dragon Con is their first, first, first convention ever? Well, if I'm go if we go on kind of our experience in the newbie um, mm-hmm. tours and newbie Q and A's, because we do purposely kind of ask that mm-hmm. of folks, hey, is this you know how many of you this is your first time at a con? Get a, you get some hands. How many of you are this is your first con? And you know you're obviously here at Dragon Con, and I am always surprised in a great way how many of those first time folks choose to dive all in at Dragon Con. Jeez, really. Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I don't know why I, I might've thought that'd be a less percentage that, you know, they'd choose dragon con as their first, but a lot of them just because it's because of other dragon con attendees though, right. because they talk it up so much. They talk about how good it is, mm-hmm. especially how much fun. So when folks are willing to take the jump, you know, as you said a little earlier in terms of what you can get for your, your dollar, right. what you're spending, whether it's, you know, flying, driving, whatever to come to this space you got such a broad stroke of topics, like we said, whether it be guests or just uh, parties or panels and discussion going on that uh, it, it's your way to, like I say, build your own con, whatever it might be. Right. Um, and, and you don't get to do that at a lot of the other conventions. It's very focused or, you know, your choices are, are certainly not narrow or not that they're not great events by any means. I've mm-hmm. had great times at many, but that's what makes it so special. Excellent. Yeah, th- it's... Dragon Con was my first convention uh, that I went to. However, remember when I went, it was only two hotels. Was it two? 
or one. I can't remember. I know that the Hyatt, I know Hyatt was the main hotel and that was it. Now that's sort of shifted into, uh, I mean, if you're looking at, so you know how the Marriott has all the, basically all the, 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 the cosplayers hang out there, right? On the floor there, probably because it's the biggest mm-hmm. area that's open. Well, it used to be, that was the Hyatt. The Hyatt used to be where everyone was hanging out. So and there was no sky bridge and whatnot. But so I was actually eased into it. Even then it was, it was a lot. Right. Um, but I was eased into it because I just kind of, as, as a con grew, I was going. So it just sort of morphed into, um, into something else. But yeah, I can't imagine if I was, if, if I was going back to my 20, 20 is probably when I went. Um, I mean, I was 20 years old, um, or in my twenties. Um, because I'm years old, um, that, that, that this being my first convention, that would be ridiculous. I would be like, there's, there's no way I would just, I would need the newbie group to just follow me around and point everything out to me because I would be completely, I get lost even today after having gone all these years, I still get lost and famously do not know the only, I don't remember who it was that said it, but the only reason why I know the Marriott is where it is is because someone pointed out M means middle middle Marriott. Yes. It's the only M that we have. <laughs> so I know that that's in the middle and then, then I can figure it out from there. And it seems like <laughs> I think someone else told me the Hilton is further up. So it's up the hill. So that's the Hilton. And cause I always remember where the Hyatt is. I know where the Hyatt is all the time because that's when I went to first. And then after that, uh, it's good luck finding me because I'm going to be somewhere. I'm not sure where I'm going to be. Well, I think technically the Hyatt is up the hill and the Hilton is a little more down. But hey, if you like you point out, the sky bridges, yeah, or as they're affectionately known, the habit trails mm-hmm. um that now connect the hotels makes it a lot easier. You don't notice the hill as much unless you're outside walking up the city streets. So that is a good way to avoid some of the walking. Yeah, you're true. That's that's true. I, I just know it because I feel like you know, inside from inside the hotel that going if in progression, it's up the hill, even though it's not really up technically up the hill, it's actually down. Mm-hmm. And then if you're going from like, yeah, if you're going from like going to what used to be the Sheridan, I can never remember what it's called now. Cortland something. Cortland. Yes. Cortland grand. I believe grand. Okay. It's going up the hill, but it's not the same on the other side over. Anyway, uh, geography's fun, folks, is yeah. what we're trying to say. That's Just what we're all. Follow the crowd. Say. You'll you'll be fine trying to. You'll get be there. somewhere. That's, you'll get. Somewhere. Yeah, you'll be you'll be able to do it. But it's it's part of what you learn, though, as you start to do it. And and you know, we're you and I, having been to enough of the cons, we're talking about how big or or maybe overwhelming it can be. It's not once you get going. It is a case of part of what brings people back after the first year too, aside from the family and the community, is man, I only got to see three tracks, programming tracks this year. Mm -hmm. Next year, I'm going to do Star Trek instead, or I'm doing Mm -hmm. space or whatever it might be. So it's that feeling that there's always more that you'll be able to do once you start to get a handle on the directions you're going and figuring out your bearings a little better. Um, As you start to learn the hotels and the floors and so forth, uh, that you'll be able to get it. So it it occurs over time. It's natural. As you start to pick this stuff up uh, Mm -hmm. and see what's kind of happening. So you know, just give yourself a chance. Realize that, you know, uh, I'm also still learning stuff. I, I'm not an expert on everything. You know, um, mm-hmm. what is it, 18 years in or something? There's mm-hmm. still stuff I'm going to be learning and doing and 
events I didn't even know have been regulars for 20 years because it's something I haven't seen. And, you know, we also were in the time before the app where we had the yes. printed program. Oh, you had to newspaper, you know, folks. Yeah, it was a little newspaper type item. And we used to take uh, different colored uh, highlighters to highlight <laughs> things you wanted to do. And, you know, now you can find it all Kids in an these app. these days too. have it so lucky. They don't even understand. <laughs> you can search by word, by by guest, or, you know, location. There's lots of ways to make if, it a little And easier. if you wanted to find where that room was, good luck to you. Because that, that, that map on the back of the... Maps. That, there was yeah. <laughs> again, it was on newsprint. <laughs> so it was, if you're lucky, you got one that was not as blurry as yeah. the next one. It's, but It's like trying to tell my kids there was this thing called MapQuest, and we used to have to print out our maps before we got in our car, you know, and all those things. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, showing, showing our age. Showing so, our age. yeah, that's funny because my uh, my wife sent me a, a meme the other day from that showing about, um, I used to be Domino's pizza driver in Tallahassee years and years and years and years ago, in the 90s, actually. Um, and it said, you know, there used to be a time when, when somehow you would magically call a, a Domino's and they would get a pizza to you in 30 minutes without a phone, a cell phone, without a, you know, having Google, yes. everything else. And, and she said, GPS. they yep. somehow they just read paper maps. And I, I pointed out to my wife, I said, we didn't even use paper maps. No, no, no. There's a big map on the wall and you mm-hmm. had to remember, remember where yes. you were Cross going. Street. Yes. Cross streets. Yeah, no, yes. And my kids like were like, how, 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 how? how? Did you not? Yeah, you just did. You had to that. do it. You had no choice. And that's a little, but in a good way, that's like the con. When yeah. you start to feel a little overwhelmed, don't worry. You will figure it out. Mm-hmm. You will have a good time. I mean, we also say it's very important to remember that patience mm-hmm. is a key thing. There are tens of thousands of people at this convention. It's going to be crowded. It's going to take time to move between locations. Some of the events are going to be very full when you go into ballrooms and so forth. Just be patient. Realize everything's going to take care of itself. Um, you will get your opportunity. Um, some folks get a little concerned that if they are there to see certain big name celebrities, that they won't be able to get into the ballroom to see the event because um, they're afraid the lines are too long because they'll see the length maybe of a line. But realizing that these folks who set up the lines, they know what they're doing. Mm. They know how to move people into the room quickly. There's also large screens in the big ballroom. So you Mm. can see, well, even if you're more towards the back of the room, Um, most of these guests do multiple panels. Unlike some conventions, there's not only one fill in your celebrity name here panel. They're probably doing, if they're there multiple days at the con, doing multiple panels. You get another chance to see them or even the streaming membership. Uh, Dragon Con TV, if you're in one of the official host hotels, you can Watch a big event from the right. comfort of your room while you're having a snack. You know, you got a lot of options. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, let me ask you one more question, newbie related. What would you say, besides your badge, um, is the three things that you should keep on you at all times when uh, in identification and things in your phone? But besides those things, what are three things you think you should keep with you uh, while you're at the con? Uh, well, again, hydration. So I'm going to say a water bottle mm, mm-hmm. uh, of some type, absolutely going to be essential. I mean, most folks will ask too, related to that, John, thinking maybe it's a convention center. Is it okay to have like a backpack or a fanny pack, whatever? And absolutely. These are hotels you're mm. you know, allowed to, and I recommend you have something lightweight that you can carry with you for that. So you can have your, your water bottle. Snacks are great. Whatever type of snacks you love. If you do want to keep a fast paced convention without having a lot of stops for food, 
Sometimes you just need to snack between things. So find what's good for you to have with you there. Um, obviously, we're going to want to say it's important if you've got a smartphone for that reason to be able to use the app, see what time it is, do some other things there um, to, to understand what's going on. And again, with big ballrooms, um, some of those rooms, because there's going to be, you know, 500, 1,000, 2,000 people in there, the AC is cranked up pretty high. Uh, when you first walk into it, if you're just going around in a T-shirt and shorts, you might be very chilly. So we'll tell folks, mm-hmm. you know, have a shirt, a sweatshirt, or or something you can throw over yourself when that you're is, there. That is fantastic. That is something that is fantastic advice right there. I never I never think about it because I just I'm usually sweating anyway, regardless of what <laughs> yeah. what temperature I'm in. But it is, it, you know, I think that's one of the things that my uh, wife and kids when they went um, that we wound up having to, to keep with us. Even as soon as you step outside that it's gone. So you want something that you can easily take on, (laughs) put on, take off with, uh, um, yeah. And the water bottle thing is interesting because it's, it's important to note too, that, that, um, con does a good job of making sure there's water stations available everywhere that you can just fill up your, your water bottle with. And by the way, save cups. There's not cups uh, floating around, but, but yeah, even like, like I have this, uh, most people can't, won't see it, but I have a thermo thermo flask that I just use all the time. Um, it's called thermo flask. It's just got it at whatever um, Costco, but it's it, you know it's it's a lightweight you know bottle that keeps it cold and everything else, and you carry that with you. You don't have to buy bottled water all the time, but even if you do buy bottled water, you could fill up fill up the water at the water station so and refill it. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, the CVS there, sure. yeah, and the CVS there too. By the way. Um, again, their prices stay, they, they don't jack up any of their prices as far as I know. Uh, I think they just got to follow whatever the regular CBS pricing is, but a good place to get water, um, and things like that, that you may have forgotten. Even if you have a, you buy like a, a six pack of water, then you can always refill those bottles throughout the day. And then if you don't want to carry it around with you, toss it, um, uh, recycle yeah. it, <laughs> recycle it. Um, Re- yeah. Keep that in mind if you can. And you know, another thing a lot of folks don't know too about the con, especially if you're new is, not only do the fans love to come back, so do our guests, mm-hmm. the celebrities. They enjoy, a lot of them, certainly they come to be, you know, as a part of the con, it's their profession, but they enjoy the con themselves. You'll find a lot of them just walking around, enjoying the cosplay, um, going to the bars and restaurants. And, and the reason a lot of them will do that, and this is important to know from a community point of view, is because they know for, for Dragon Con, most of the attendees know to respect them. If they're mm-hmm. not at their autograph table or sitting up in front at a panel and they're just out around the con, that's not the time to be asking for a free photo or or, right. or doing something or asking for an autograph. But they'll appreciate it and they'll mingle with us and hang out. I mean, I, I have so many great stories I've either heard or been a part of. Mm-hmm. Uh, Christopher Lloyd a few years ago at the Hilton Bar, I sat next to him with a few other friends for a couple of hours just talking. You know, I mean, we just mm-hmm. kept buying him beers and I think a hamburger or something. And he interacted with folks and then calmly left and no one was oogling or anything. And, and a lot of the guests are the same way. Right. And you, you could find yourself in a, in a, um, elevator with a guest, um, as well and whatever, um, to your point, just saying, hi, say hi, you know, that's, yep. that's, that's you, not, you know, yep. you, you can see, you can tell by the way, if they want to engage or not. Um, but, but yeah, please do be respectful, not just of, of the, the guests, but also of, of, the guests, the people that are also um, uh, like you and me that are just, I mean, by you and me, I mean, general folks, not famous people uh, <laughs> that that can um, 
be respectful of your fellow con attendees is what I'm trying to say in the longest yeah. possible way and continuing to make it longer by pointing out that I'm making it longer and making it longer by pointing out that I'm making it longer that I'm making it longer. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> um, yeah. So Kevin, the one thing we haven't addressed is where is the newbie group? Yes. If you want to be a part of this, we are on, uh, on Facebook. You can, uh, you know, go directly. If you go to facebook.com slash groups, slash dragon con newbies you'll find our group a couple of quick questions we ask you to confirm you're Human. not a spammer or robot to be able to join or if you go to dragonconnewbies.org i've got a simple blog post that links to that group to other excellent official con resources Perfect. also some podcasts wink wink 50 days and some other things a lot of great mm-hmm. resources in the community to help you but yeah if you go there and join you know, we've got lots of information and folks helping you, you know, right up to the day con starts now, the all, iron- all year round. Now, the irony is if you've heard this podcast and you don't need to find this podcast, but, you know, I never, <laughs> I never understood promoting your own podcast on your podcast. It's like you've already got it. It's a podcast feed. I'm sure that you can figure it out. Uh, but anyway, I do appreciate it. Yeah. So dragonconnewbies.org, .org, um, was it .com taken? No, I just thought we'd stay in line with the fact okay. dragoncon.org. <laughs> That's very be, good. Be very consistent. Good. Very good. <laughs> um, so do not go to con, do not go to dragonconnewbies.com, go to dragonconnewbies.org. Um is the best place to get, you know, the easiest way to get to it. Off of course also Facebook uh groups, plural. Uh Dragoncon Newbies is what you said it was, right? Yep. Okay. Exactly. And yep. you can yep. of course find it in the links um uh, that would be attached to this post of this podcast. You somehow found it. And then I've advertised the podcast back to you. I don't, don't know what the <laughs> it's a circle. point of it's that a is. Circle. It is really <laughs> at the end of the day, I'm just listening to it myself. This was what boiling it down to me and me and Grogu back here are listening to the same things over and over again. Um, I don't know what I'm talking about anymore. I'm spiraling out of control. Help me. I do at least Lee's normally here to pull, pull this back into to line. So that's what the problem is. Lee, we miss you. Um, I do want to point out a couple of housekeeping things that have nothing to do with Kevin, but I forgot to do it. I was so excited to get Kevin on the beginning. I forgot to mention it. There have been a couple of questions um, that have been raised to me, um, particularly about this podcast, whether we're going to do live event, where we're going to do Facebook live, or and it's also on YouTube as well, um, uh, events um, or recordings. And yes, we will. We will do that again this year, and we will play games at that time too. Um, we're just sort of wading back into um, this once again every year, and plus Lee's out sick, so um, I don't want to do some of the stuff without her. Um, and as I mentioned before, too, there's going to actually probably be a couple of times where Lee will be. I, I have uh, some things going on in my life that I need to take care of. Um, in case you don't know, I, Kevin. Uh, I'm sure you're familiar with this. I don't really get paid to podcast. Um, uh, I don't. We're not rich. What? Yeah, no, no. It's not, <laughs> not making me. Uh, I certainly don't get paid off the backs of for, by DragonCon or you know. Again, no, this not, is all for the love of yes, it. It's all nope. again. Fans just go just and like saying, "Hey, you know what? I would like to do. Let's do this." And so Let's you know, do this. you know, mm-hmm. 15, 16 years ago, I uh, that's that's what I started doing. I started doing this. Um, so. Uh, yeah, so we will have we will have uh, some live podcasts, and we will do some um, uh, games, and, and especially with the folks that are on the live uh, stream when we do those things. So keep an eye out over at I don't know 
Facebook, I guess, is Facebook and the YouTube uh, channel would be the two places that it gets it gets posted uh, when we're doing those. So, yep, keep subscribe. You can get notifications when they go live. Yeah, and there's something about ringing bells and whatnot. I don't know about yep. any of that. I know it's weird <laughs> because I should. I'm. I mean, I'm in. I've been on IT forever, but I just. I don't know. I don't. I'm terrible at self advertising, unless it's on the podcast. In which case, I'm advertising something that you already found. Okay. <laughs> Again, let's go back down that rabbit hole, shall we? <laughs> no, let's don't. Kevin, where can people find you besides Dragon Con newbies? Where's the other locations that they can find more of your podcast and your great work that you're doing? Well, sure. Um, if you go the website, tuning into sci-fi TV dot com is where a lot of the podcasts that I do are hosted. So it's a great spot if you're interested in me and my friends talking about TV and, and movies, um, social media, uh, Kevin Batchelder, K Batchelder on Twitter, certainly. And, uh, Facebook, Instagram, those kind of spots. What about um, threads? What about Mastodon? What about, <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I haven't gone down all those roads yet. I'm, I'm sticking to the old tried and true for the time being. Um, I got plenty going on there before I start going other spots, but, uh, yeah, just, you know, get involved, become a part of it. Um, that's what makes it special. I mean, like I said, my first early years, all I did was go and be be wide-eyed and uh, amazed. And as time went on, the more and more I wanted to get involved. So take it at your own pace, folks. Make it make it yours and enjoy the hell out of it. Yeah, and again, uh, Thursday afternoon is uh, the walking tours. You've got, and again, check your program. It's imp- very important to check your program. Mm-hmm. Um, you got that. You've got uh, the Friday morning um q and a q and a that that will uh, yep. certainly help any newbies as well um and uh, i think you said there's a thursday night q and a as well yeah right? usually around around 5 30 same idea check the program for room location and all since yeah. we know everything is subject to change and by the way even the walking tours on thursday the place is starting to pack starting to fill up these days as well too so it's you know that's a yeah, and and that f- during the to walking tour time, I'm usually staying myself and Michael normally stay in the room along with some other great folks who are there to help to answer questions. So if you want some questions answered and even don't want to go on the tour, come in during that time block. We're all there, you know, passing the time by talking about con and answering questions too. And they can also find you at the con, uh, mostly in the urban fantasy area. Mostly in urban fantasy, yes, absolutely, on panels and, and volunteering in there, along with other spots around. So, yeah, I am an attending pro- professional, so if You're you search my name in the program, you'll be able to find as well. Yeah, and you can uh, you can follow, um, say, you know, I want to know where this particular person is. <laughs> no, please, please use that sparingly. Not, the way that it sounded now, it's like... The way you put that out there, yeah. No, no, no stalking. No, 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 not that. <laughs> I want to know where they are at the convention so I can go... See for the stuff that they're duties. talking about. Yes. yes, for official reasons, <laughs> with a respectful distance. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> okay. Anyway, so before I get myself in any more trouble, uh, Kevin, again, thank you for the the work that you and the rest of the the uh, admins over there it's at a team. It is a big team. It only happens. I'm just a small part of it. Right. That at DragonCon newbies. Um, that's uh, thank you for doing that, and it's it filled the gap. And, and by the way. It would have been great to have this even when there was only one hotel uh, at the time mm-hmm. because even then it was that. But glad it came along and glad that you guys are are and uh, folks, I should say, are helping um, all the new folks that are coming in. And, oh, there was one other question. How many people, how many newbies do you see that return every year to the to the walking tour and whatnot? 
Uh, there are several. Fair they number. either come back just to be a part of that energy because we all love when the new mm-hmm. folks are there, or at least you know many of us because you, you you sense it. So yeah, they come to answer the questions or be there, and all of a sudden they get involved in a walking tour, or they're one of the mm-hmm. folks answering the questions, or they find them accidentally you know? leading a walking tour. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes they get recruited. You know, you get to be involved in any way, shape, or form. That's and like I said, that's that's the beauty of the Facebook group is just knowing that many folks just enjoy answering questions, offering advice. They get to be a part of it that way. Yeah. You know. It's it's a fan uh, fan run convention, and if we don't do it, yeah. nobody else will. So, well, mm-hmm. somebody else probably will. But anyway, <laughs> the point is, <laughs> you understand what I mean. So anyway, Kevin, I buried myself enough. I'm sure that I'll get plenty of notes <laughs> from Lee. Uh, so until <laughs> next time, for Kevin, this is John saying peace. And there's a thing I'm supposed to press. It's over here. Here it is. <laughs> This was a production of the Unique Geek. Call our comment line at 8133210TUG. That's 8133210884. Email us at thegeeks at theuniquegeek.com or 50days at theuniquegeek.com. Follow the Unique Geek on Facebook and Twitter. This podcast is distributed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non Commercial Share Alike license. <laughs>